I love Las Vegas. When most people think about Vegas, I don't think they necessarily think of it as a place to take their kids. So that's what this episode is all about. How to be awesome at doing Vegas with kids. From how to get there to what to pack and where to go, what shows to see, where to eat. I'm covering it all. Depending on where you live, Vegas can be such a great extended weekend getaway. There's just so much to do from indoor skydiving and museums to seeing animals and going to dinner and shows. Your kids will love it. And the best part, you will too. We're talking Vegas, baby. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Now, in my perfect world, I'd bring my kids with us to Vegas every time, and I'd bring a babysitter too. So it's like 50% adult trip and 50% kids trip. I love a pool day, especially when it's nice and warm in Vegas, but for the most part, I'm over wild Vegas pool parties, at least now at my age. So I'd bring the kids and adventure with them all day long, tucker them out, get them back to the hotel room around four or five, get them bathed and cozy and ordering room service for dinner, then get myself ready and head out the door around six or seven, do dinner and a show, run around, meet up with friends, gamble, and be back in the hotel by midnight or 1 a.m. at the latest. Then I'd wake up and do it all over again. I love it. There's so much to do in Las Vegas, but there's so much of it that I wouldn't necessarily do if I didn't have kids there. Like if you've done it as adults, like how many times could you go to the wax museum just as an adult without kids? But it's just a million times more exciting with kids and it gives you so much to do during the day. But listen, my husband definitely is not always up for this plan. So we change it up when going to Vegas. Sometimes we go just the two of us, or sometimes we go with other couples, friends or friends, or we bring the kids and adventure with them the whole time. Or we do a hybrid where we we bring a babysitter and the kids with us. However you do it, or whenever you go, these are my favorite things to do in Vegas and my favorite Vegas kid hacks. First, when to go. Now, Vegas is a desert, as you know, so the weather can be extreme both ways, which can actually be fun. So it's going to be pretty cold if you go during winter months, especially December and January. It gets cold, cold, like 35 degrees at night and between like 50 and 57, 58 degrees during the day. So, I mean, for me, that's really cold, (laughs) maybe not as much to other people living in other parts of the countries, but it gets cold and it also gets really hot. If you are looking to go during the hot summer months, you're looking at highs of 90 degrees to over 100 degrees in those main summer months like June, July, August, September. So take this into account when kind of planning your trip and planning out what you're going to do while you're there. So first things first, how to get there. Driving and flying. Now, if you're going to fly, I feel like Southwest is always the easiest. 
it's kind of a pain with the boarding lines and the non-assigned seating, but it also kind of makes it easy. And it's such a quick flight. I mean, for us, at least coming from California, depending on where you live, it could be different. But I feel like flying Southwest is always the way to go if you're going to fly to Vegas. And just recently, I've kind of been okay with driving to Vegas too. Now we live in Newport Beach in Southern California. So with no traffic and no stops or very one stop, it's like a three and a half hour drive, best case scenario, maybe usually four hours would probably be safe. I love driving. I mean, you know, it depends. It really depends. If I'm going just Craig and I, no chance I'm driving because it's just you get to the airport, you hop on a plane, easy. And it's a little bit more fun. You know, you can have a cocktail on the plane or at the airport and it's just door to door. It's faster. But with kids, I really, there's just something really nice about throwing the stuff in the car and just driving there and not doing the whole unload and security process at the airport and having obviously set flight times. I really like the flexibility of waking up and going and you're kind of just on the road. And it's just a lot for me, even if it takes longer, which sometimes it doesn't. So say it takes us four hours to drive, even though the flight to Vegas is an hour, the whole process is definitely four hours door to door. So I feel like that is kind of a break even. And it's just so nice not having to pack everything perfectly and check a bag or not check a bag and security and liquids and Also, it's cool because then you have your own car and your own car seats if your kids are little. For me, that's huge because in a bind, I will do quick cabs with the kids, but I don't like it. So having your own car there is huge, but it's also risky driving. Um, We went just after Christmas and it took us eight hours to get there and six hours on the way back which was painful for sure. I mean, way more painful for Craig because he was driving. But in a weird way, I was working on stuff on my laptop and we were chatting and I was organizing photos from the year and from the holidays. And for me, it wasn't that bad. I liked the time with everyone together and the girls loved having time watching movies on their iPads. And I don't know, I just feel like it was an adventure. We drove through the mountains with snow. We didn't stop because, I don't know, I sketchy about stopping on the side of the road to look at snow on the freeway. But it was still cool to see it. And it just felt like winter since we're not used to seeing snow here, even if it was only on the side of the road. So those are my pros and cons. If you live close enough to drive to Vegas, I think that you should consider it because it's not as miserable as I once thought it was. And it kind of makes for more of an adventure. And I think that the door-to-door time, I think is less exhausting on everybody. And the door-to-door time can be the same. Okay, so on to what to pack. In Vegas, I think it's all about layers and good walking shoes. The last time we were there, kind of our main day in Vegas, we walked over eight miles. So comfy shoes are key. I personally love heels and I love wedges, but if I'm going with the kids, I don't even, I always pack a pair of heels just in case, but I don't even wear heels at night, uh, mainly because I'm lifting the baby or you're just carrying things or you're just walking a ton. And listen, you're with your kids. Why be uncomfortable? The heels get uncomfortable in Vegas without kids, let alone adding that element. So if you're going with kids and even at night, I'd wear nice shoes that you like, but I wouldn't wear heels or wedges. I just don't think it's worth it. Um, The layers can be tricky because then you have to carry them when everyone takes them off. So 
I would bring a half full backpack for your day out adventuring. And usually when I pack backpacks, I always pack snacks and waters, but there are so many places in Vegas to get snacks and waters and you know, let's be real. So much of the stuff that you're doing is going to be based around eating anyways. Like that's kind of part of the experience of it. So I wouldn't pack much of that. I would just pack your essentials, stuff that you need. If you have a baby, diapers and wipes and sanitizer. And if anyone has anything specific they need, I would pack that, but I wouldn't pack your backpack full. I'd leave it kind of half full so that you could put any jackets that people take off or anything that you buy that you don't want to carry. I just like, even if you have like a separate sling purse, I would bring a sling purse for my quick grabs, my phone, my wallet, cash, stuff like that, sunglasses. But then I would bring a backpack for the extra stuff. And if you are using a stroller around Vegas, you can always put stuff at the bottom of the stroller. But depending on the age of your child, I think a stroller can sometimes make it easier if you have a lot of stuff, but also make it harder kind of getting in and out of things, popping it up and down. So that kind of depends on the age of your kid, but I think a backpack that you can just pop on your back is definitely key. So where to stay? There are so many awesome Las Vegas hotels. I feel like you really can't go wrong. My favorite that we've stayed at the most often, most recently is Encore. The Encore Hotel at the Wynn is my favorite. I feel like it's just, it's really right in the middle. It's not too crazy Vegas to where you wouldn't want to be with your family, but it's also not snoozy either. It has a pulse to it and it's cool and it has, it has a cool vibe to it, but it's just not like extreme crazy Vegas um, that you wouldn't want your kids to be around. And I stay there when I'm even not with the kids because I feel like it's just, it's a super nice hotel and it has a casino, which is fun, but it doesn't have too much cigarette smoke. Now we went to Vegas with the kids one year for my birthday when I was pregnant with Parker. And I was I was like, I am not gonna be around any cigarette smoke in the hotel. Fine if I'm walking through hotels really quickly, but th- where I stay, I want zero cigarette smoke. So I don't even remember what the name of the hotel was. We stayed at one of the kind of nice hotels that doesn't have a casino, does not allow smoking of any kind. And I just felt like it it didn't capture Vegas. It was just a little too snoozy, just wasn't exciting. It didn't have a pulse. And realistically, some of these other hotels, like the Encore, I really don't, unless I'm walking by someone smoking or, you know, like a smoking area, I really don't even notice the smell of cigarette smoke that much. I feel like it's way less than most hotels. So I really like that about it. And I just didn't feel like it was worth staying at one of the non-smoke hotels. I don't know. Of course, when you're pregnant, you're, you know, everything's a level 10 and you just got to go with how you feel and what you feel is right at the time. So that's what we did. But I love the Encore. That's my favorite place to stay right now. Like I said, there's so many, you can't, you really can't go wrong depending on what you like, or maybe if there are certain restaurants or shows that you want to see that are at those hotels, you might want to pick somewhere else. But for me, the Encore is the jam. It's like right in, in the middle. And you can also walk to stuff. So there's nice shopping connected. And it's also located in a nice spot on the strip to where, I mean, you really would still cab most places. But I feel like it's nicely centrally located to where you can hop quick cabs and do lots of different things or pop over to different malls or restaurants. And it's it's right in the middle. It's right in the mix. Next up where to eat. 
So now I'm one of those people that will bring my kids to any restaurant, but I feel like they are good at this because I've always done it since they were little. But even if you haven't taken your kids to nice restaurants when they were little, I feel like planning ahead with this is everything. So I bring toys, I bring coloring things, I bring little activity books that they haven't seen before, especially if, it, if I'm going on a on a trip and I really know that I want to have a two-hour dinner and I want to try different things. I'll bring just a little backpack with something for every kid and something I know that will keep them entertained. And then of course, if we must, we'll give them our phones or an iPad to watch a movie. Usually I will have them, we'll all sit and chat and then we'll order Then I'll let them play whatever games we have or Parker will play with his trucks. The girls will do crossword puzzles or kind of whatever I bring. Then we'll all eat. Then I'll say, cool, you guys can watch movies on your iPads. And then Craig and I can relax and have a cocktail and just kind of chat. And it's cool because then it kind of feels like we're on a little mini date. I mean, yes, there are little people who will need us and stuff, but it's nice because it's some time together, but it's also not like we have to go to a buffet for every meal just because we have kids. I still will go to the same places. I love Catch. I love the Catch in LA and the Catch in Vegas is so good. It is my current favorite restaurant, hands down in Las Vegas. Um, I would definitely order, if you go to Catch, the King Crab Tempura, the Chicken Lettuce Cups, and the Baby Gem Salad. Everything there is really great. Oh, the Branzino for an entree is really good too. But the best thing there ever is their dessert. It's a vegan coconut ice cream inside of a dark chocolate shell. It is so good. So good. I will always share anything with my kids or whoever. This is one thing I will not share. I get one for, I say, if anyone wants any, even one bite, order your own. I'm getting, it is like a little cup of happiness. It is so good. And then they have their famous hit me dessert. That's like a a tower of chocolate goodness that you hit and it kind of explodes all over. And it's a little bit of ice cream, a little bit of cake, all chocolate that I think is probably the biggest fan favorite, but you cannot skip over the coconut ice cream and the dark chocolate shell. It's my favorite dessert anywhere, anywhere. Like I'll think of it out of the blue because I love it that much. So There are so many, as far as restaurants go, there are so many great restaurants in Vegas. I mean, it's arguably one of the best places to go for dining and for food experiences, especially if you're a foodie that likes to try different things. So I would just think of it as, I would just go wherever you want to go and with your kids, just think about ahead of time what will keep them entertained. And if they're old enough, talk to them about the experience and why it's important and why it's good for them to be sweet and polite. And then you're not limited to going to kids' places. You can go to all the places that you want to go and everybody's happy. Another fun place to go at the top of the Stratosphere Hotel is Top of the World Restaurant. It's been quite a while since I've eaten there. So I don't remember exactly how great the food is, but for me, it's kind of one of those things that's way more about the atmosphere and the experience than the food, but it always is rated well and it's always kind of on the top Vegas list. So I think that's worth checking out. Um, For lunches, I love pizza places. Like I think the pizza places are just good for everyone. It's fun. We went to Gordano's, Gordiano's, G-O-R-G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O, however you say that, (laughs) the pizza place that is really well known in Vegas and 
it's right across from the Bellagio fountains. And it was really cold when we were last there. So we had pizza there and we watched the fountain show from across the street. So it was a little bit of a distance, but they could still see it. The kids loved it. And I think that's a really fun, I think it's just a really fun stop. They have deep dish style pizzas. So they take a full 40 minutes to to make. So just make sure that if you're going to go to one of those type places, you order right away or you just plan on kind of having a long lunch. And there are so many other good pizza places you can check out on Yelp. I think that's a good lunch stop. Buffets for me are hit or miss. Sometimes I'm all about it because everyone can just try a little bit of everything they like. And other times I just feel like, I don't know, everyone just kind of gets fed, but no one's really like that excited about it or that satisfied. So I don't know. Right now I'm on an anti-buffet kick, but other times I think it's genius because you have food right away. People don't have to pick and they can just try a little bit of everything. I'm always trying to get my kids to try new foods and be a little bit more adventurous with what they eat. So buffets are good in that way. So I don't know, check it out, but check out the reviews on them before you kind of pick your pick your buffet. Or it might just be easy and convenient to go to the buffet um, for breakfast or lunch in your hotel. Another place that I think you absolutely have to go to eat with kids is the Sugar Factory in the Fashion Show Mall. Now, if you know me or if you kind of follow the things that I put out into the universe, I'm all about health and nutrition and fueling our bodies and feeling our best, but I'm also about experiencing and indulging and choosing the right times to indulge and going for it. And Sugar Factory is one of those times. So you have to go, I think for dinner or even for after dinner is the best time to go. For me, I wouldn't go for lunch. It's just too heavy midday. And I feel like everyone would just poop out and just want to lay down for hours afterwards. So it's a nighttime thing for me. They have a huge room, well, lots of candy, lots of different flavors of creative ice cream. And then if you sit down in the restaurant part and you order, they have a full menu and which is kind of, you know, kind of traditional upscale diner type food. But then they also have these crazy unique sundaes and like a huge s'mores dessert that's like, I don't know, a foot tall, really creative, fun, for sure, Instagram photo worthy desserts. And it's just so fun for kids. Like order anything you want and they have all these big pictures on the menu. It's just really fun. And they can take home um, some little little treats and little sweets for after. So I think the Sugar Factory is an essential stop. Like I said, I would either go for dinner or if I had my choice, I would do an early dinner somewhere else. So I would do like maybe a five o'clock dinner somewhere. Then I would see a show, which we'll get into. I, I'll see, I would see, I, ideally I would see like a seven o'clock show, maybe run around and do something else. And then I would go to Sugar Factory at the end of the night. So maybe like, you know, nine, nine thirty, ten, ten thirty kind of thing. And I would do, if everyone wants a snack, you could do something like chicken fingers and fries. And then I would do the dessert. Cause I feel like it's something to look forward to. And it's a fun kind of like late night eat in Vegas. Um, Sugar Factory. I think that's definitely a place to put on your list for sure when taking your kids to Vegas. Okay, on to the shows. I love, I love all Vegas shows. I think Vegas entertainment is just always, you know, next level. I feel like it's always entertaining. It's hard to find like a bad show if it's one of the the mainstream shows. The one thing that can be challenging is finding shows for all ages. 
Most Cirque shows these days right now are ages five and up. So make sure you research before you buy tickets if you have a little one that's under the age of five. For me, the two shows that we usually hit up that do allow all ages are the Mystere Cirque Show. It's so good and it's all ages. This is not one of the ones that's ages five and up. All ages can go. Same thing with Blue Man Group. I feel like these two shows are good. They're entertaining for the adults. They're entertaining for even if you have kids of different ages or spaced out ages, I feel like Blue Man Group and the Mystere Cirque Show are entertaining for all ages and it's cool because you can even bring little, little ones if you have them. Uh, The other Cirque shows that I love but are five and up are like the Beatles Love Show. That's probably my favorite Cirque show. The Beatles music is just so good. I love the way the arena is set up. You feel like you're literally inside of the show. So that would be my top show, the Beatles Love One to book if I wasn't going, if I didn't have a child under five. But like I said, most Cirque shows are ages five and up. So if you don't have the little, little ones, you're not as limited. But I think it's fun to book a show. You could also do some of the magician shows are cool. Again, some of those are five and up. And even like the Chris Angel Mind Freak one is 13 and up. So just be mindful because not all websites have the ages on them. So just Google it before you actually hit submit in buying your tickets. But I think a show is just so fun because it gives you something else to do and it kind of gives you a time marker. So you're kind of running around doing all your things, but then it kind of gives you, all right, at 7.30, we have to be here at this show. So let's base the rest of the day around that. And it's just entertaining. And for adults, we've probably seen a lot of things like this, but for most kids, they haven't. So I feel like that just makes it even cooler and even more memorable. Okay, on to the good stuff, the attractions. So, oh my gosh, I am the type of person who I would go to as many attractions as I could fit into a day, but I know that is not a lot of people. Like my husband, he's like, pick two. I'm like, but I have 10. So I'm gonna give you all of them. And if you're going for a couple days, you could definitely hit all of these or depending on the ages and stages and genders of your kids, maybe some would be more appealing than others. We just went for the first time to the Marvel Museum in Treasure Island, and it was really good. If your kids like Marvel movies, they have different interactive experiences. You can sit on one of the motorcycles from one of the movies. You can play little video games inside. Lots of stuff that you can touch and interact with. And then you walk through, and then they have actual costumes kind of hanging up from the movies. So the actual costumes that the actors wore in the movies, and they would have a picture or special facts next to it, which made it interesting and cool. My family loves Marvel, Marvel movies. They really The girls have just really gotten into them in the last year. So it was really cool for them to kind of put the different pieces together from the different movies and the different characters and actually got them more into all the Marvel stuff. So that was really cool. And then at the very end, they have just big, huge characters that are fun to see and fun to take pictures by, like the Hulk and just like a big, the last room was definitely the most impressive with just big, huge superhero characters which was cool. So I think the Marvel Museum is a definite stop if your family's into that sort of thing. 
I think because it's pretty new, they're still getting their system going with ticketing. So we bought tickets ahead of time online, but we still had to wait in the line. So even if you buy tickets ahead of time, this isn't one of those places where you skip the line and it saves you. Um, for some reason, their process, like we had to, it was like $5 more for this, for if we just did our admission or we did a package, it was like $5 more and you got all these extras. So we're like, okay, sure, we'll do the package. So we had to do like a credit card transaction on two different terminals and the whole process was a process. We'll just say that. So they had two people working the registers, but we still were probably in line for maybe... I don't know, at least a solid 30 minutes. And by the time we were done with the line, the people that were in line were definitely looking at a good hour in line. So my tip there would be go to the Marvel Museum very first thing in the day, right when it opens. Um, just because I think also the way they walk you through, they t- have, they take a picture of you with with some props at the very beginning. So I think just the way their process is, this is one of those places you can buy tickets online ahead of time if you want, and you could even get a little bit of a better deal. That would be good. But get there early because you don't bypass the line even if you have tickets. So that's my tip there. But overall, it was a really fun experience. I would plan on spending a full, once you get through the line, a full hour uh, going through the whole museum. It was cool. Um, Another one, if your kids are a little bit older, is the New York, New York Hotel is really fun. And they have the roller coaster and arcade upstairs. I feel like the New York part of it is also cool just because there's so many New York-ish type things in there that I think the kids really like. There's also upstairs a cool s'mores stand where they do like modern, unique s'mores upstairs that my kids thought was really fun. And they have stands with cool New York pretzels. So, you know, it kind of looks like the streets of New York. I just felt like that was a fun hotel that had a little bit more to look at than other hotels. And the Hershey's Museum or the Hershey's store. It's called a museum, called the store. It's a store. It's a huge store. And it's two levels. And My kid's favorite part was you can go up to a kiosk and email or text them a photo and it pops up on the screen and you can make a huge chocolate bar. You can put whatever message you want on it with the picture and within like 15 minutes, they make you your own huge candy bar with your custom wrapper on it which was so cool. So you could pick a dark chocolate, a milk chocolate, or a cookies and cream actual chocolate bar. And then they picked a picture of like them with their dad and they put best dad ever. And when we came home, when we went back to the hotel, they gave it to him. It was just really cool. They uh, made one for their aunt and grandma to take home too. So it was a cool souvenir. And then in the middle part, they have all sorts of delicious things like chocolate dipped strawberries and cupcakes and other sweets. I let my girls just make um, a little candy bags with assorted candies from all the candy bins of all the Hershey's things. And um, if you're going to do the custom Hershey's bars, do that first, then cruise around the rest of the store, buy whatever you're going to buy, then head back and then all your custom candy bars will be assembled. But I feel like that was a big hit. It's just big and grand. It's like a It's like a toy store, but a chocolate store. So my kids loved that. Another Las Vegas stop that is essential is the observation wheel. The huge, I think they say it's the largest wheel in the US or the largest observation wheel. It's basically a huge wheel and you go up and go inside and you can see all of Las Vegas. You can book this ahead of time 
But for this one, I might just show up and buy it in person just because the tickets during the day are different than the nighttime tickets. So if you're not sure what time you're actually going to end up there, it might be easier just to show up and buy. And when I had called on this, she said that it was cheaper if you went in person and babies are free, but you can't get the baby ticket online. So you would have to stand in line anyways. So if you got your tickets in line, you would uh, online, you would actually bypass the line if there is one. But I don't know. For this one, it seems to me like just get there, show up when you're ready to do it, buy the tickets there and do the fun observation wheel. I think um, I think this is one of those that's fun for all ages. It's neat. You know, it's it's just a fun experience for adults and kids. So I would definitely check that one out. I talked briefly about the Bellagio fountains. Now, if the weather permits, I feel like, of course, it's definitely the best experience to walk by the Bellagio fountains and feel the fresh air and, and all that, seeing the water show. But if it's cold, like the very last time we went there, you can see the water show from a restaurant right across the street too. So that might be a good option. But I really like the Bellagio fountains. I just think it's fun and just something different and outside that the kids can enjoy. Another must stop is at the Mirage. And the Mirage is cool because you kind of get a two-in-one thing. The Siegfried and Roy's Secret Garden with the lions and the tigers and the cheetahs. So it's an outdoor kind of zoo with all the, with all the cats. And it's also connected to the dolphin habitat. So you walk in and you walk through the dolphin area. So they could be doing a little show or just kind of a training. And then they have a below ground observation area for the dolphins. So you can walk down the ramp and see the dolphins through glass underwater, which is fun. You can see them playing with the balls or feeding them, whatever's going on there. And then you, after you walk through the dolphin habitat, you walk basically into the second part, which is the Siegfried and Roy's secret garden. And they take your picture on a green screen right, right away, which is always fun because they have you do different poses and you know put a lion on your shoulder or different things when you check out if you want to buy the photo. But then you head in and there are huge, beautiful lions, tigers, and different kinds of cats. They were very, very cool. And you are super close up to them, like almost eerily close up. I swear the biggest white tiger was kind of walking back and forth, like making eye contact with kids. I don't know. It's a little too close for comfort for me, but certainly a cool experience. And again, a way to get outside and walk and see animals. And you know, you can read all the different facts on the stands as you go by. I just feel like it's a cool one. And I always like adding in some sort of, some sort of animal adventure, you know, amongst all the other things, get you outside. Like it's good to have a moment in the dark arcade and then have a moment outside with the animals. I feel like it's all a good balance. Um, Another great animal stop is the shark reef aquarium at Mandalay Bay. I feel like that's always like just big and impressive and educational for the kids. And again, it's not boring for adults. It's cool. You're seeing sharks and you walk through the tunnel below them and you take fun pictures. There's lots to do. And it's one of those things where you could go for 20 minutes or you could go for two hours, whatever you want to do. Another one that I haven't done in a while, but it's always a big hit, and I'll definitely hit it up the next time we go to Vegas, is the big kind of an indoor amusement park at the Circus Circus. Now, this one is a little bit, I don't know, older and kind of like, I don't know, just a little bit old school. 
but it's fun and there's lots of stuff to do. Also, if it's super hot or super cold out and you want to stay inside, the Circus Circus definitely has the biggest sort of kind of all-in-one indoor amusement park kind of thing that you should check out. Then, of course, there's the Wax Museum. Every trip, just about, we hit up the Wax Museum because it's fun. It's a fun walkthrough to see the different celebrities and take pictures. And I feel like as your kids get older, they'll like different different celebrities and different wax figures. So it's fun. I have a picture when Parker was, geez, just a couple months old. And I have him where I'm holding him next to George Clooney, but you barely see my hand. It's just him as a little tiny baby. Or I have him leaning up next to Tiger Woods on one of them. And then I have the girls dancing with Beyonce and Britney Spears. It's just fun. And not even like Uh, for the Instagram thing, because I'm just not one of those people who, I mean, I love Instagram photos and I love sharing photos for sure, but I never do things for the Instagram photo, if that makes sense. And I feel like this is just one of those things where just the process of taking the pictures is fun. Like even, you know, even more than just looking at the pictures later, it just makes for a fun little adventure, kids of all ages. And also it's fun to go year after year because you can take pictures in the same spots as your kids look so much different as they grow up. And it's, like I said, it's especially cute if they're little and you can put them in these funny situations. So that's the Wax Museum. Also, With the Wax Museum, that one's at the Grand Canal Shop. And I know for that one specifically, and a lot of these, you can buy passes online that include several of these stops. So you can kind of book a package with, you know, four different attractions and it's discounted and it's easy and you have your whole set of tickets and off you go. So look into that if you, if you go. And if you don't want to do a package deal, a lot of times just booking all these things online is better for pricing and also better for lines. Like I said, it's hit or miss. Some of them, if you have your tickets, you can completely skip the line and you go in a separate line just to kind of zap your ticket and go. But other ones, you still have to wait in the general line. So that's hit or miss. But um, I think generally it's better pricing if you do it online ahead of time. Um, oh, I think one of the, one of the last places I will tell you about, and it's probably my best, like my favorite one stop if you're really trying to maximize time or if your husband isn't down to go to, I think this day we hit eight hotels. The very last time we went, um, we went with the boys. We, we went all of us, all five of us. And then after lunch, my husband took the baby and they went back for a little bit of nap chill time. And then the girls and I carried on to the rest of the things we wanted to see before we went back and regrouped to go out at night. So that's always a good option depending on the ages of your children and the stamina of the people that you go with. But I love the Venetian because they have the gondola rides and the minus 50 ice bar. So, and inside the Venetian is just kind of magical and cool. They have the people who are painted in solid gold, like metallic gold that freeze like a statue. And then if you put a tip down on the floor in front of them, then they'll wave you over for a photo. My girls love this. Like they thought it was so funny because we thought that the statue was just going to stay a statue. Then she waved them over and they died and they were excited to take a picture. So it's fun. There's also a couple ice cream shops and unique kind of donut cupcake cookie places in there as you walk around. But I 
love the Venetian. I think that there's shopping to walk around and look at different things and the gondola ride. So there's an outdoor gondola ride and an indoor gondola ride. This is definitely one that you want to book ahead of time because the time slots fill up. So if you were to just kind of walk up at one o'clock on a busy Saturday, you probably or you might not be able to get on to like 7 p.m., which by then you might be completely onto something else. So either book ahead of time or if you're just kind of doing it by foot, head in there first and book your time and then go do all the other stuff. But like I said, it's it's just there's a lot to see and do. As far as the indoor versus outdoor gondola rides, I think the inside is more practical as far as weather and weather and kind of everything else. But the outside is more magical and outdoorsy and, you know, just feels more like the authentic real experience. But nine times out of 10, we end end up doing the inside one um, just because it's more practical and it's easier and it's not dependent on weather. But the Venetian gondola rides, I think, are a really fun stop. The boat drivers who drive you around sing songs. And if you have kids, they'll sing Disney songs and do little trivia. So I think that's a really fun one. Also, inside the same building is the Minus 50 Ice Bar. It is so fun. The last time we went, it seemed so crazy to go in because it was cold in Vegas. And we didn't bring our big jackets when we went out during the day, just because we would only have them on when we were in transition, then we'd be holding all these big jackets. So we were mildly cold most of the day, but it was our last stop of the day. I'm like, we have to go to minus 50 ice bar and it's just so fun. So if you haven't been, they used to, um, they used to not let you take your own pictures, but now they totally just let us take our own pictures. But they also come in with a professional camera and they take their pictures, which you'll probably want to get at least one of those because their lighting is just so good and so much better. And it's just kind of a, a fun experience. And they put the, you know, the little icons on the photo and they just jazz it up. So I'm a big fan of, I mean, basically any, any of these places I've talked about, they pretty much do the kind of professional photos and sometimes I do them and sometimes I don't, but I think the minus 50 ones are worth getting because the lighting in the ice room is so cool, but sometimes it's kind of hard to get on your own. So get the professional pictures. You'll love them. The kid, okay, so you they give you jackets depending on which package you pick. I wanted the fluffy white jacket, so I paid a little bit more for the big, warm, cozy one. For the kids, they kind of just have the standard ones. They give you a locker to put any stuff that you don't want to take inside. And then they give you gloves. And then you go inside. They give you little drink tickets. And the kids ordered hot cocoa. I ordered a little cocktail. And they serve it in a a cup made out of ice, like literally ice, nothing else, just solid ice your drink is in, which was really fun. The kids were in regular cups because the hot cocoa would just melt the cup instantly, obviously. But it's just a fun little adventure to just be cold and sit on all the different little areas. They have a little pretend surfboard that you can surf on. And it's just like one of those things that like, it's so ridiculous that you're so freezing and you could just kind of be creative and run around. That's one of those places where you could stay there for 15 minutes or you could stay there for an hour. I think that kids of all ages would really like the Minus 50 Ice Bar just because it's different and it's an adventure and it's something new and fun. And I really like it. I think this is one of the, these, this is one of the ones where I take my kids every single time, even though they've done it before and they remember it. It's one of those things where we just laugh. We laugh the whole time and it's just, it's just fun. 
it's just fine. That's one of that's one of my must must hit stops. And I think there's two minus fifty ice bars. The one at the Venetian, and there's one I believe at Mandalay Bay as well. So there's so many fun things to do with kids in Las Vegas. I hope this podcast inspired you to take a trip to Las Vegas with your family. And if you already have a trip booked, I hope this gave you lots of new ideas and things to do and places to go in Las Vegas. Over this last holiday break, we didn't feel like doing a big family trip. We had so many holiday plans already. So we did a few little trips and this was one of them. And I feel like it was just as much fun different for sure. Listen, this is not, you know, laying on the beach for five days in a resort, different, totally different. But it was also much less expensive and less planning. It was just easy and fun. And it made me already want to book another trip to Las Vegas. And we pretty much just got back from the last one. I could have easily filled an entire another day with adventures with the kids. And I just feel like it's something that brings the family together It's fun. Everyone laughs. You keep busy. You're active and you're walking and you're moving around and no one's thinking about wanting to be on technology. It's just, it's active and everyone's just engaging and laughing and genuinely having a good time. So I love it. I love Vegas and I love Vegas even more with kids. And I hope you will too. Ping me on Instagram and let me know if you have any tips that I don't know about. And if you end up checking out any of these places that I've gone through, let me know what you thought and what you loved. Let's continue this conversation. Please comment on my post on Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud about this topic. And we'll keep talking about more fun things. Thank you guys so much for listening. Happy New Year and good luck in Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, Go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.